Thank you for your presence. Church, I just want to say to you that I believe that there is a move of God's Spirit that is gripping the globe right now. There is something that God by His Spirit is doing internationally, globally. It's a move of God's Spirit. It's a drawing. Like Eloise said this morning, there's, God is wanting to engage intimately with people. And I believe that, like, there's a, a, I only became aware of it, that, like, in this last week of a, a, a global prayer call through the Assemblies of God internationally. And uh, part of their promotion, the, the video that I saw, uh, just splashed across it, arise, arise, arise. And I'm so rejoicing and glad in God this morning that we have the ability to hear and catch the wave of God's Spirit in this season, in this hour, and in this day, because God is wanting and calling His church, His bride, to arise in the anointing and in the power and in the flow of God's Spirit. We have an opportunity to catch the wave early. They're calling the whole church over... 377,000 churches globally are gathering together in homes, in churches, wherever people are to pray and to seek the face of God in this season. From the 18th to the 20th of March, they're calling people to do it. Our own very uh, national president, Pastor Wayne Alcorn, is hosting an hour in that, uh, that, uh, that space on Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. You might be able to catch it online and watch that and believe that as he's praying and, he's, and their church is, is, is uh, gathering together for prayer, that you can be a part of that. But I believe that we're going to catch the Spirit early because we're having a, a, a corporate church prayer meeting this Wednesday on the 17th. We're getting in early. We're going to t- dip, get into the flow of what God's doing early because I believe that God is calling us as a church to pray this Wednesday night, 7.30. It's about the presence of God, pressing into what God has for us, seeing this nation, seeing this community of the Adelaide Hills transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Is there anyone who witnesses with me here today? Because we need God. Our community needs God. Our neighbours need God. Our friends need God. Our families need God. So we're going to be gathering together this Wednesday here at 7.30 at the church. It's a call to release heaven on earth. And I believe that that's what we're going to see happen. So I encourage us all to come out on, uh, on Wednesday evening and be a part of that. And let's believe God to do something powerful uh, as we do that. You know, even with the youth on Friday night, I believe that it's going to be something powerful released over the young people as we gather together on Friday night. Just believing for them. Who would have thought that the presence of God could show up in a working bee? Wow, hey? You're plucking out the weeds and all of a sudden you get blitzed by the Holy Spirit. He touches your life and you start walking uh, across the, 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 the lake down at Keeve Stevenson Park on the water and you got, you know, everyone standing on the side saying, what is he doing or she doing? You know, so it's good. Anyhow, welcome to Infused Church. I really am excited about what, uh, what God's doing here uh, at the church. I, I have this uh, um, 
series that we're laying a foundation for for the rest of this year. And that's why I'm really going to labor this point over. I started a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going to continue to speak into it this morning. And uh, next Sunday as well, I'm going to speak further into just continuing to lay a foundation of what I feel God is calling us as a church to do. And that's, it's time to arise. It's time to arise, church. And that's what we're going to lean into this morning. It's time to arise in 2021. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. To arise means to get up. It means to wake up. It means to move upward. It means to to come into being. And that's what I'm saying that God is calling us and causing us to do in this season and in this hour. And I praise God for it. So, Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you, Lord, that even as when Elizabeth heard the voice of Mary when she came to visit, that there was a quick, she felt the baby inside of her quicken and move because she heard the, the voice of Mary. I pray that we too, when we hear your word, when we hear the Spirit of God speak to us, that there is a quickening in our spirit that causes us to bolt upright and say, God, Lord, just command and I'm going to go. Command and change. Bring change into my spirit. Bring change into my understanding, into my mind that I can have revelation from your word that brings transformation in my life. I pray that my life is different today because of your word. I'm able to to do the things that you're calling me to do, to rise up in this season and in this year to see amazing things happen where things have been bound and stuck for years. This year they move. That where there's been a lack for so long that this year there's going to be an abundance of provision. Where once I've been completely sick and debilitated by disease, by depression, anxiety, by heart disease, by blood conditions, by arthritis, by diabetes. Lord, this year those things shift in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that because your word speaks to me, this is going to happen. And this is my testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 10 to 13, says this. My lover spoke and said to me, Arise, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come with me. See, the winter is past, the rains are over and gone, flowers appear on the earth, the season of singing has come, the cooing of doves is heard in our land, the fig tree forms its early fruit, the blossoming vines spread their fragrance, Arise, come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. And I want to say to us this morning, whether you are visiting or whether you've been here for years, it is time to arise this morning. If you're watching online this morning, I want to say to you this morning that it is time to arise this morning. Winter's gone, church. The rains are over and gone. And you can say to me today, Pastor Gary, I'm not sure if you know about the seasons, but we're in autumn right now, and following autumn comes winter. Like, hello? Like, have you... No, there's a spiritual world and there's a natural world. And I want to say to you this morning that the things of the spiritual world are aligning themselves and coming into a season of incredible fruitfulness. The flowers are going to start to, to, to blossom. You're going to see things come alive in your life that you've never thought possible because you thought you're heading into a winter, and God says, no, you're heading into a spring. You're coming into a, an abundance 
abundance of God, what He wants to do in your life. The, the season for singing has arrived. It's time to worship. It's time to praise. It's, you know, the, the cooing of doves is heard. I'm so glad there's some doves here. Uh, fig tree forms its fruit. The blossoms spread their fragrance. It is time to arise, infused church. Today I want to continue to speak into this whole theme that I've got on my heart for this year. In 2021, it is time to arise. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but we are now heading in towards Easter, which is typically the time that we focus on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So this Good Friday, we're going to have a special Good Friday service starting at 9.30 here at the church. It'll go for an hour. We've got some great things planned, but I just want to say to you, it's going to be a great service where we remember the fact that Jesus' death, that he was nailed to a cross, he was crucified, he became the Lamb of God, the sacrifice for the sins of all mankind. And on that day, Christ died for us. And he was buried. But then on Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate the truth that Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen, church. He is arisen. Can anyone like, am I the only one that's like, like hello, earth calling church? Just, just like, give yourself a little pinch. Just make, if it hurts, you're alive, okay? If, if it doesn't hurt, do it harder. No, just kidding. Jesus is alive. He is risen from the dead. Jesus wants us to arise with him. In fact, he says in his word that it's already happened. In, in Romans 8 verse 11 it says, If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Have you ever thought about this? The Holy Spirit will also raise us up just as He did Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the power of God who raised Jesus to life. And if Jesus, if, if the Holy Spirit did that, did that for Jesus, it says that He'll also do that. He will give life to our mortal bodies through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So what does that mean? So it means that the life that we're living now will be raised up. We have been called and asked to and empowered to arise with Christ today. This is what God is asking us to do. Ephesians 2.6 says, He raised us up together with Him when we believed and seated us with Him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. This has already been done. He's already breathed life into us. His Spirit lives in us. It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. You know, this is what, this is the reality. This is the truth of God's Word. And like, we're not waiting to be arisen. We are already in heavenly places. We are already in heavenly places. When we believed in Jesus, we were raised up with Him. We arise with Him because we are in Him. I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about a, a particular passage of Scripture that, that happened in Matthew chapter 22, where we, there's some people that came along, like Pharisees and then Sadducees, who tried to just simply trick Jesus into answering wrongly so that they could accuse Him and then legally kill Him. 
And that's what they wanted to do. So we get some, some Sadducees. They came along and, uh, and, and these Sadducees, they don't believe in the resurrection. Okay, that's just, They just don't believe in the resurrection. But they try to trick Jesus with a question about the resurrection. And it says in, in verse 23 of Matthew 22, the same day some Sadducees who say there's no resurrection of the dead came to him and they asked Jesus a question. So there's these guys that just don't believe about this whole thing about resurrection. They ask Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, a question about the resurrection. Talk about setting yourself up for failure when you're asking the resurrection about the resurrection. I mean, how dumb can you be and still breathe? Jesus saw through their deception and pointed to the very heart of the issue that was at work within them and many people still today. It's that people didn't know the Word of God and therefore could not know the power of God. Some here today and online watching today are maybe struggling to believe that there is a resurrection life for you today and that the Father wants you to arise in 2021, that just like the people in Jesus' day, they struggle to understand the resurrection, how it happens, who does it, that it's even possible. There are people here today that are having a hard time believing that it's, uh, it's that we are called to arise. It's time to arise. Because you look at the grave, you look at the tomb, and you can't see that Jesus has been resurrected, that the tomb is empty. Why have you come to seek the living in a place of the dead? So there's, we need to understand that God has rolled away the stone. God's rolled away the stone. See, if that's you today, if you're struggling to understand that God is calling you and, 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 and equipping you and empowering you to arise today, I want you to listen to what Jesus said to this, great, this group of Sadducees. In verse 29 of Matthew 22, he says, Jesus replied to these guys, you're wrong because you know neither the Scriptures which teach the resurrection nor the power of God for it's, he's able to raise the dead. You know what? I want to know God's Word and I want to know God's power. Does anyone else have that same heart this morning? You want to know God's Word and you want to know the power of the resurrection as well. I want to know God's Word. I have faith birthed in me to believe God and see God's power at work in my life and the lives of others around about us. It's time to arise, infused church. These Sadducees were sad, you see, I get one dad joke a week. Come on. <laughs> one dad joke a week. That was it. You have to laugh. These sad you sees were sad you see. It's never a good joke if you have to explain it. These guys were sad you see because they didn't know what God says. And they didn't know the power of God who raises people from the dead. Here's, here's, here's the reality. The raising of the dead is real. It's real, church. 1 Kings 17, verses 17 to 24. Elijah the prophet, okay, he raises the widow of Zarephath's son from the dead. 
So here, Elijah, he's, he's, he's had this incredible moment of breakthrough. He's, he's called a drought and, and it's not going to rain again until he says so. Then it starts to rain, has this incredible battle with the prophets of Baal, etc. like that. He, he goes along, gets a, uh, a, a lost on the way. Well, not lost on the way, but he goes to this creek and, and God says, I'm going to give you water to drink. I'm going to make sure that the ravens actually bring you bread and meat that you're going to have bread and meat in the morning, bread and meat in the evening. The ravens are going to feed him. And then he comes to this woman. This woman looks after him. She's going to make the last meal that they're ever going to have. And, uh, uh, and then Elijah says to her, you know, God's got you. He's going to just provide for you. That, that uh, flask of olive oil, that's not going to run out. See that, that container of flour over there? That's not going to run out because God's going to look after you. And then suddenly, you know, we see the story that this, uh, this widow's son, he dies and, and Elijah lays on top of him and, and just comes back to life. Read it for yourself. 1 Kings 17, verses 17 to 24. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 18 to 38, we see the prophet Elisha. He raised this, the Shunammite's woman, son from the, from the dead. Very similar circumstances. You see that Elisha, because he's seen Elijah do that and has, has, has been mentored by Elijah, he knows that if you do this, this is going to work because it worked for Elijah and the same anointing that was on Elijah. Elijah is now on Elisha and Elisha wants a double portion of what God put on Elijah's life. So he goes and lays on this Shunammite's woman's son and raises him to life as well. Incredible story. But you know what? Elisha didn't die empty of power. Because we read in 2 Kings chapter 13, verses 20 to 21, that after Elisha is dead and buried, he's in a tomb and he's, he's just bones. That's it. That's all that's left of Elisha is the bones. Nothing else in there. There's some guys, they're having a funeral procession. They're dragging, carrying this bloke along. He's dead as. And they see these, these uh, the, the pallbearers, they see a band of Moabite raiders who are coming their way. They look at each other, they say, Stuff this, and they chuck this bloke, this dead bloke, in the same tomb where Elisha's bones are. And as soon as this dead man hits the bones of Elisha, he gets life flooded into him. He pops up and says, Where are we going now, boys? That's the power of the resurrection. You might think you're dead today, but I want to tell you when people come into contact with you because of the Spirit of God within you, they will have life flowing through them. Because you are filled with life. You are filled with the Spirit of God. Christ lives in you. And if Christ lives in you, you ain't dead, baby. You are not dead. You are not over. It's not finished. You're not in decay. You're not in decay. See, God is the God of life, of new life. He's the God of raising up, of redeeming, of bringing freedom into people's lives and world. You're in, in relationship with the King of life, with the Lord of life. Isn't that good news this morning? I thought it was anyway. <clears throat> See, Jesus performed his first resurrection in Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. And, and the part that I just want us to see today is in verses 13 to 15. It says, when the Lord saw this woman. So there's this woman. She's got her only son. She's a widow. There's a funeral procession. This son's dead as. So when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. 
And Jesus went forward, he touched the coffin, and the pallbearers stood still. And Jesus said, young man, I say to you, arise from the dead. And the man who was dead sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Powerful story. Powerful story. And I speak to you this morning. I speak to you. I speak to you. And I speak to you online. I speak to you. And I say to you today, arise in the name of Jesus. Arise in the name of Jesus. Arise. In Luke chapter 8, verses 52 to 56, we see Jairus who raises, uh, sorry, we see Jesus who raises Jairus' daughter from the dead. Jairus is a synagogue leader. And we read in, in verses 54 to 55, grasping her hand, Jesus called saying, Child, arise from the sleep of death. And her spirit returned from death and she arose immediately and Jesus directed she be given something to eat. I've got to tell you, when Jesus puts a word in your heart, there's life in that word. There is life in that word. We just need to, to have the faith to believe that God is doing something within our spirit. John chapter 11, famous uh, whole chapter on the, the death of Lazarus and how Lazarus is, is dead as. He's been dead for four days and the Bible tells us that he stinks. Why did he stink? Because he's been dead four days. Hello. I've, I've smelt bodies. I've seen bodies that have been dead for more than four days. I know what they look like. I know what they smell like. In fact, your family will soon find out what they smell like if you've been around one because the smell gets on you. There's a smell of death. But I want to tell you that even over that, Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord over that. It says Jesus transcends time and decay and he steps up and he brings heaven to earth. Jesus has the keys of hell and death. And because Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, he says in a very loud voice, Lazarus, come out. I love this. I, uh, pastor Joseph Kamanapelli, an incredible uh, Indian pastor, spoke here many, many years ago. And it's something he said that I've never forgotten. He said it was, he was so glad that Jesus said, Lazarus, come out. Because if he hadn't used the word Lazarus, the name Lazarus, every single person within earshot of what Jesus had said would have come out of the grave because they all thought he was talking to them. Powerful, isn't it? So I'm saying to you, infused church, arise today. Arise in the power of the Spirit of God. You know what? Jesus himself was raised from the dead. The stone was rolled away. The power of the Holy Spirit brought life where there was death. And if we have faith as like the faith of the size of a mustard seed, where we can speak to a mountain, today people can arise. The thing that stopped you for years is being rolled away. And you don't have to push it. You, don't, you just need the faith to speak to it. 
You just need to say, this thing's coming down in the name of Jesus. I've had enough of the lack in my life. I've had enough of people walking out on me. I've had enough of sickness. I've had enough of no job, of no promotion. I have had enough. And I speak to those things in the name of Jesus. And they're going to roll away because God is by His Spirit and at work in your life and in your spirit and in your life. I said that twice, but that's cool. needed to be said twice. Because here's what I know. It's not by mine. It's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. See, infused church, arise out of death and darkness, out of lack, out of sickness, out of isolation, out of complacency, out of unbelief and doubt. Arise out of brokenness, out of fruitfulness. Fruitlessness. A lack of fruit. Arise out of those things. John Chapter 11, verses 25 to 26, Jesus says to Martha, in the midst of this whole thing to do with Lazarus, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He says, whoever believes in, adheres to, trusts in and relies on me, although he may die, yet he shall live. And whoever continues to live and believes in, has faith in, cleaves to and relies on me shall never actually die at all. Do you believe this? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you believe today? Do you believe today? Is there anyone who can say, yes, I believe. I'm a believer. Are there any believers in this house today? Is there anyone who believes that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Is there anyone that's, that's bold enough to say, yes, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. That's what I, I'm a believer. Jesus is, the re- Jesus is asking a direct question of us today. Do you believe? Do you believe that we are going to arise this year? I believe that I am going to arise. I believe that the church of Jesus is going to arise in this year and that a revival is going to sweep across the entire globe because the Spirit of God is putting a fire in people's bellies. Do you believe? He is alive. Jesus is risen. He's alive today. It's time to arise. It's time to believe and to declare and to walk in all the promises of God that He's spoken over us. I love what it says in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he, being Abraham, believed who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. This is why we need to know the Word of God, because God's promises over our lives already exist. Why? Because He's spoken them. And if God speaks, it happens. He said, let there be light. And guess what? There was light. We need to understand that we are talking about the God of creation, the God who creates things with His mouth and gives us the power also to speak of those things, the power of life and death in the tongue. That's why we've got to know the Word of God. God's promises are real. God spoke and our promise was created. 
That's why in Matthew 22, verse 29, it says that you are wrong because you know neither the Scriptures which teach the resurrection, which teach healing, which teach breakthrough, which teach provision, which teaches overcoming, which teaches life and not death. It teaches being forgiving. It teaches grace. It teaches mercy. It teaches so much more. And we need to know what the Word of God says about that because there is the power of God. We don't know the power of God if we don't know the Word of God because we don't know what God's capable of, because we don't know what the Word of God says. The Word of God points us towards what God can do and will do in your life if you attach faith to it. Our resurrection is in God's Word and its fulfilment is in the power of the Holy Spirit. See, knowing the, what, what God says brings a revelation of the possibilities. Of the possibilities. Of the promises. Of the potential. Of the purposes. Of the priorities. Of the places. Of the people. Of the power of God. With God. Matthew 19, 26 says, But Jesus looked at them and said, With men these things are impossible, but all things are possible with God. Faith increases. It comes to us. It penetrates our hearts and our minds. Uh, when we, uh, It opens up doors. It heals the sick. It raises the dead. By the word of Christ, Romans 10, 17. That's what that passage says. It, God's word shows us and it tells us what's possible with God. What his, he promises to his people who respond to his word in faith. That's why you've got to be in the word of God. If you're wanting God to break through in your life, give him something to work with. Pastor Steve said this last week. If you're wanting to see breakthroughs in areas, find out what the word of God says and then start to have faith in what God says, not in your own wishful thinking, not only in a, you know, like, let's uh, be so nice and wonderful and airy fairy. No, find out what the truth says. And then start to, to place faith, meditate on it, think about it, get it written down on a card, carry it around in your, in your pocket or your purse or, or whatever. You know, start to get it in your spirit. God's Word shows us what's possible with Him. When we have faith in what God says, then the power of God can be released to give life to the Word of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? The letter, the law, it kills, but the Spirit gives life. You shall have power when the Holy Spirit comes on you to be witnesses. John 6, 63 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh conveys no benefit. It's of no account. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and they are life. It's time to arise. It is time to arise, church. It's time for us in 2021. We're not going to be in isolation anymore. We're not going to be separated from people. We're going to join together. We're going to believe for each other. We're going to wrap our arms around one another. To get to you, they've got to go through me because I'm praying for you. I'm believing for you. I'm connected to you. The Spirit of God has got me praying for you and believing for you. And you're not going to see God not come through for you because there's so many people that want to just uphold you you and be connected with you. To arise means knowing His Word and being filled with the Holy Spirit. This only comes by encountering the presence of God. By spending time with God, 
by encountering him in worship, by encountering him in praising. Calm down. No. I loved what I all said before during the transition. If all we can do in first thing in the morning is to sit on our bed, say, Father, would you just show me your love? What a great start. Incredible start. It's a, you know what that is? That's this. That's a step of faith. That's a step of faith. Because then as you've started to do that, you set yourself up with a, a habit. Lord, I want to experience your love. I want to experience you more. Then you start to step out. And over breakfast, you say, Father, I thank you for this breakfast. It's another step of faith. And it's those little incremental increases that God will come through powerfully where suddenly you'll find yourself speaking to your neighbor and saying to them, I had the most amazing morning today. I met with God. They're not going to look at you like you're nuts. They're going to say, I see a difference in you. And I want what you've got. I want what you've got. Because my life is empty. I'm lonely and I need something. But because you've spent time, you've taken a step of faith. You've spent time with, with Jesus. You've spent time with the Father. You've said, Holy Spirit, as I read the word of God, would you resonate? Would you give me a kick in the spirit that you're there? Because you've done that, you can say to your neighbor, hey, what I've got you can have, and here's how. Just pray with them. Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to come into my life and make yourself real to me. That's as easy as it gets. Knowing his word and being filled with the Holy Spirit as we encounter his presence will quicken us to arise, for nothing is impossible to him who believes. Are there any believers here today? Are there any believers here this morning? Arising in 2021 means a shift of priorities for us as the people of God. His presence is a priority for us. That's why tonight there is a combined church's prayer walk that's happening from the, the, the Mount Barker Catholic Church. Jane and I will be there because we want to join with the body of Christ and to start to walk around our community, plowing the ground, digging up the, the hardened ground to start to make it pliable and, and soft so that the good word of God's seed can go into our community and start to bear a fruit that we can see souls saved. Not just here, but every, every church that speaks about the Spirit of God and the Word of God that you know, is, is in love with Jesus. That's what we want. So... 6.45 tonight, meeting at the Catholic Church. We're going to kick off at 7 p.m. going for a walk around our community. Happens tonight. This Wednesday at 7.30 here at the church, there's a prayer meeting coming on. We're going to believe for the presence of God to come and start to believe for revival in our land. And then in, uh, in April, we're actually calling Infused Church to a month of prayer and fasting, of prayer and and fasting. What a powerful way to start the month of prayer and fasting with the Easter weekend. Wow. What a great thing. You know what? This has got to be God because I can never think of doing something like that on my own. 
God helps you to do those things. He just, it's the planning, it's, it's how we do We're going to believe that people are raised to life just like Jesus was when he was risen. Amen? So we're believing Infused Church will arise in 2021. Next week, as I continue to lay a foundation to arise this year, I want to talk about God's presence, God's precepts, and God's power as we arise with God. It's time for us to arise, church. It's time for us to arise, to arise in our relationship with God, to arise in, our, in knowing God's presence, to arise in knowing God's precepts, to, know, to arise in knowing the power of God as well. Amen? Uh, this, is, this is our chance. This is what God's put on my heart for this year. And I'm going to continue to build this foundation and, and then start to speak into arising, that we're going to activate our, uh, our connections. We're going to start to ramp up our worship. We're going to start to invest our gifts. We're going to start to stretch our faith. We're going to start to engage with our community. That's what arise means for us as a church. We're going to start to see those things. Can we stand this morning? <clears throat> I'm really laboring this foundation because I believe that God wants to build something significant upon it. I'm giving, making room as best as I can for God to, to build whatever he wants. And I'm just simply building a foundation this morning and continuing to do that over the next few weeks ahead. So I believe that God's going to do something wonderful in your life and mine. But this morning I just want to pray one thing over us all. And I pray that um, you would... Be open to this, uh, that you'd say, Lord God, I, I pray this in my life as well. And th the thing that I'm going to be praying for this morning is simply this. I want to pray for a divine revelation that it's time to arise. I want God to speak to you. I want the Spirit of God to speak to you. I want the Spirit of God to speak through his word. I want God to talk to you. I'm praying that you have a divine revelation that it's time to arise. It's time to Father, over every person here, every person watching online, I pray for a divine revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come upon them, to recognize and to know and take steps of faith to arise this year. In the name of Jesus, I release that spirit of revelation over people's lives right now. Father, I thank you for it. Just, just begin to thank him, saying, I receive and ready for, am open for, and want a divine revelation. I want you to speak to me, Holy Spirit about this. I want you to talk to my heart. I want to be able to open up the Word of God and I can't get away from the words rise up, arise, get up, to lift up, to speak up, to, to go up the mountain. I can't get away from those passages. It's like it's just it's constantly before me. I can't stop but seeing those things. And I thank you, Father, that by your Spirit, you speak to us about this in the name of Jesus. I don't know everybody here, and just as everyone's in an attitude of prayer, maybe with eyes closed, just 
I want to give people an opportunity to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. See, there's no way that we can get to heaven except through Jesus. He paved the way for us to be in right relationship. He restored the relationship that we need with the Father. He did what was necessary. And all we need to do is to place our faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus that He took on Himself, the sin of all mankind. That it was my sin, your sin, that nailed Him to the cross. If you believe that, that you could have life and restore relationship with God the Father today, then I'm just going to pray with you today. Is there anyone here? You just just want to give your heart to Jesus today. Is there anyone here? Just put your hand up nice and tall so that I can see it and know who I'm praying for. Is anyone here this morning? Maybe if you're online this morning and you're watching this and you feel that you need to make a response, I would encourage you to put a comment in the uh, section underneath the, the video that you're watching and we'll get in touch with you. If you can put a contact number or an email address, we'll certainly get in touch with you and get some resources into you. Father, I thank you that today it's our day to arise. Our day to arise. The stone's been rolled away. And Father, I thank you for you having spoken to your people in a very powerful and very real way today in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. Thank you.